0: Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday, June 22nd, 2014, and it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes with Jick and Mr. Skullhead, music by Jick, and game design by Mr. Skullhead, levels three through four are brought to you by Grant from the Jick Foundation, and Mr. Skullhead did all of the letter opening. Uh, Who provided our wardrobes? Uh, Our wardrobe... I'm not wearing any clothes. Are you wearing any clothes? You know, forget. Forget. I (laughs) asked. I lied to you all of the times I said that I
1: was nude. Oh, okay. Even on uh, (laughs) the even on our video calls, I was just wearing very, uh, very closely aligned, uh, closely colored clothing to my flesh. Man, there's got to be a less awkward way to say that. I was wearing a bunch of clothes the exact same color as my skin. Hmm. I bought them from that racist uh, department store
0: where it said "skin-colored clothes." The big sign of the weird pink stuff. It said skin-colored clothes there, but then with the brown ones, it said skins for coloreds. mm mm-hmm. Because they were extremely racist. <laughs> colors
1: only. Oh, man, a colors-only washing machine. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's made out of something that explodes if you put bleach in it.
0: I've seen, I feel like I've seen, at least on the internet, like a whites-only washing machine, because they assume that you're going to bleach your whites. Yeah, uh, I've also seen a whites-only water fountain, but I feel like that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the the
1: water fountain is actually hooked up to the municipal bleach supply.
0: Oh, right! I remember when we were kids, we would hike down to the municipal bleach reservoir. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like it on a hot summer day. Yeah, boy, it just you could really you could really smell the bleach.
1: <laughs> takes me back.
0: And then some wiseacre would come in and throw chlorine tablets in there, and then ah. yeah
1: no ammonia they would pour ammonia
0: into it oh but it's not bleach and chlorine is chlorine bleach chlorine yeah, bleach is a thing yeah yeah, yeah. so okay. some,
1: some wise acre would throw chlorine tablets into it and no one would notice
0: he's like man this is I'm an ineffectual wise acre I have to man. reevaluate my career path do you think that hundreds of years ago there were wise hectares I hope so now is there a, a metric equivalent to acre that we should know about Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. square why is square kilometer? <laughs> and people would say, I don't know why. And you'd be like, Ah, I... <laughs> uh, why don't is square be a... kilometer? I hardly know her. So that explains the the ammonia and bleach thing. That that makes sense. That's why whenever I clean the cat boxes with bleach, I end up. In the dead, hospital, dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, not. I actually tried that once because I'm an idiot, you know, and it smelled really bad. So you know, I got I started cleaning with bleach, and after a little bit, it's like you know, this was a bad idea, and I'm going to stop now and did switch get, to chlorine. Did you get like woozy or? I just started like there was coughing involved and burning in the lungs. Wow. Well, that sucks. And a burning in my heart. A burning desire in my heart to not be smelling that anymore. (laughs) A burning desire to get rid of your cats. Yeah. I always have that. We only have one cat now, and we have two cat boxes, which you would think would mean that would buy me at least a little bit of time on the cat box cleaning, but Christ almighty. I don't know what I would do with cats like yours. My cat will use the pine
1: litter, which just doesn't smell bad, Mm -hmm. and I have to change
0: the litter box maybe once a month.
1: And it's just fine. So I
0: mean, I should be clear that I, I do change the litter box maybe once a month or less frequently. It's just that it should definitely be changed more often than that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. With normal, with normal like, rock ass cat litter. <laughs> rock sass. Don't you give me any old rock sass. Mm. But I'm a rockette. You hired me to do exactly that. <laughs> sassy? Are they sassy, kicks. do you think?
1: Yeah. I think those high kicks are pretty sassy.
0: I, I think sassy
1: that, sassy high kicks is a good James Bond name. You know, wearing a uh, wearing a hat at a jaunty angle at least if
0: not a sassy angle. Hmm. Sassy angle is a less exciting Bond name. Maybe if if she's playing pool and that's how she hooks up with Bond mm, by doing cool trick shots. Yeah, by using an, like, by
1: using angles that most people wouldn't use because they're not socially acceptable.
0: By using crazy non-Euclidean angles mm. and then When she gets into the room with him and takes off her clothes, she's just all tentacles. Ooh, yeah. And he's like, God, I thought you were nude before. And she's like, no, I was just wearing clothing that matches closely the color of my skin. And then as she leaves the room, she crosses herself and says, Spectacles, tentacles, wallet, and watch. (laughs) Speculum, tentacles, (laughs) what? Jesus. (laughs) What are you?
1: Mm. Yeah, Yeah, boy, you're the worst Bond girl. I mean, I know they were trying to get more inclusive, but uh, I don't think this is
0: what the this is what the left was talking about. That is how the uh, the Marine gynecologist starts his day: <laughs> speculum, tentacle. <laughs> oh, boy,
1: that was just a that was just a typo in the career guide at the guidance counselor's <laughs> office. And they they really ran with it.
0: Um. Oh. Hmm. You Meanwhile, the guy, who, the guy who just wanted to join the armed forces and look at vaginas all day is really confused. <laughs> the, the eight armed forces? Uh, how you wow. been, Mr. Skullhead? Uh, on a tear, turns out. Yeah. No, it's been a couple of weeks, uh, and I've been well. We got uh, comic number five. Well, we got a little bit of KOL, and then uh, and a little bit, a ba- bit, whatever. Uh, comic number five is in the store now. And that oh, that was happy. a
1: Mambo number five joke. Yeah. Love Potion.
0: It's Love Potion number nine. Yeah. Okay. Minus Mambo number five equals.
1: Is there four. anything that's
0: number four? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, something is 404 in that joke, I think. We can mm, all agree. Mm, we can. All of us. As far as what I've been up to, I don't think there's been anything hugely exciting. Oh, yes, I know. We went to New York, and that was great. Oh, right, right.
1: You that, The reason that we didn't do a show last time is not because the, the the spirit was unwilling, but because the flesh was absent.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was la di phone John Gotti, we came to New York. We came to New York.
1: Did you make it there? Because I've
0: heard that if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, once we got there, we're like, holy shit, the universe has opened up. Yeah. <laughs> but there was so much to do there that we felt like even, you know, Alpha Centauri wouldn't have been as cool. Which we could have gone to, because it is a place. But uh what did we do? We went to uh Sleep No More on your suggestion, and on your dime, which was awesome. Thank did, you very much for that. Did you end up going a second time on your own suggestion and dime? Yep. Because that, that first night, I spent a lot of time reading all of the little bits of ephemera around, and didn't see a whole lot of performance. Yeah, I'd say it was probably like walking around reading stuff and not getting particularly enlightened and 30% performance. And so when my wife and I compared notes, it's like, oh man, that sounds like it could have been even cooler than it was. And we spent the next morning going, well, I know we were going to go see a different show tonight, like some Broadway show. But yeah, like any show that's on Broadway right now is probably going to come to Minneapolis in some form or another. But this is a thing that you can only see here and won't be around forever, so we went again. We each ended up having completely unique experiences again, so i it's we still haven't seen the the whole of it for yeah, sure, man, that's awesome.
1: I wasn't sure tr- you know when i when I was saying that I thought that tickets were hard to get, I think what I meant was the tickets that I wanted, which were tickets getting in as early as possible, uh uh-huh. um. And and I didn't realize that, like, I mean, rather, I did realize, but it, I didn't notice that uh, you can usually get later in the evening tickets much more readily. And they might be cheaper, too. I don't remember.
0: Well, the the first night we went, we went at uh, the earliest drop-off that you could do. And so we were in there for a long time. Yeah. The second time, it was an hour later. And I did feel that. Although I don't know if it was really that much shorter. It was just... I did follow around a lot of people and saw a lot of scenes. And then when we got kind of herded back into the room for that final scene where everybody is brought together, it yeah. was like, oh, shit, already? No. <clears throat> but yes.
1: Yeah, that's the, yeah, the thing. Like, the whole show repeats every hour, except that last scene is different the very last time of the night.
0: Yeah, I saw the first version of it the first time that we went, and then I saw the last version when you were reading stuff
1: I I didn't really I I didn't trust necessarily that that stuff would have been created for the performance as opposed to being selected for looking right you Um, know like a book was not necessarily going to be about anything so much as it was going to be the right color to oh no not books but
0: like the letters and files and stuff all seem to be related to the show Oh okay. I think it was just that the first night my goal was to understand stuff and I after that night made peace with the fact that you just don't like it it's kind of designed to be evocative without being specific I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that the performers largely do not speak points to yeah.
0: that. And like somebody when like Lady Macbeth came up and grabbed my hand, and then whispered in my ear, "Like, can you smell the blood? You have to wash it." It's like, okay, that I get that—that's your character. That doesn't really mean anything in the broader sense. More, actually, more so when the uh, the maid character who's trying to poison the pregnant lady, as far as I can tell, pulled me into a room and like gave me a drink of milk, and then insisted I take another drink, and then. Like, turned on a fan and put a thing over my head that blew, uh, like, a cloth over my head that blew in the fan. And, like, laid down on a bed next to me and the lights went off and then back on. And, like, that was incredibly cryptic and weird and cool, but I don't think it meant anything. Wow, you got more than one one one-on-one experience? On subsequent nights, yeah.
1: Oh, wow, crazy. We got, uh, Hot Stuff and I got zero between us.
0: Hmm. Well, the first one was the crazy one that the actual being pulled into a room Mm. and the other one was just, she kind of came up to two or three people. Did, did you see the crazy three witches sequence? The like big blood orgy thing.
1: Yeah, that one. No, I didn't. Um, I missed it all of the times that it happened. Apparently I did see the weird, like sort of scene in the speakeasy and I saw a guy get dragged off for a one-on-one, I guess, uh, spoiler alert for, uh, sleep no more. (laughs) Um, Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember in what level of detail we've talked about it before, whether me and Hot Stuff did or not. Um, man, I'm glad you got to do it though. It's so. It's just so good and so not like anything else that I had ever done. Yeah. The Speakeasy one here was was. It was close
0: in kind, but not in scale. mm Hmm. It is fucking huge. Like, there are five floors of this warehouse that you that are fully set up and then there's the sixth floor that we didn't get to go to because they would one person out of each group gets let off on that floor.
1: Yeah, man. I think that I missed an opportunity to actually go up there because on the day that we were there, the elevator wasn't working. So they didn't select the person that did it. I think it was just the first person who went up the stairs that far. Oh, man. I saw a guy standing on the stairway and I was like, does that mean I'm not supposed to go up there? And then I thought, I'm too shy. I'm not going to try it. Which, why the fuck didn't I? And then every time after that that I went there, the guy was actually standing at the foot of the stairs stopping people. So mm-hmm. I think that they, they maybe just allowed the first person to go up.
0: Were you able to keep with the uh, staying quiet and and uh, being... I don't know. Were you, were you able to stay quiet the whole time? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was uh, the second night. There were two or three people who just seemed... Determined to fuck up the experience for themselves I don't know. and others, because the first night was everybody was quiet as the grave, and I, like I walked in on somebody who was in twenties cosplay taking a selfie in one of the rooms, which was shitty. Mm. But then the second night, like they had to, as we were taking the elevator up, and they're explaining there's no talking, no cell phones, and they kept talking to the point where he had to say. If you would like to continue your conversation, you are more than welcome to do so in the bar. Shall we return to the bar? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. This is getting really, uh, like a middle school. I opinion. think at one
1: point, I, you know, I whispered to one of the people in black masks to ask if there was a restroom anywhere near me or if I had to go back to the bar. Hmm. Um, and there was.
0: I could never <laughs> find my way back to the bar until I was herded back there. Hmm. I, I went the- back twice during it actually and ended it because I, I don't know I found
1: the whole thing kind of overwhelming because I don't oh yeah it put me in a it put me in a mode where I was a lot more sort of I kind of made myself a lot more emotionally available to the experience than I'm accustomed to doing hmm. and it was just really I mean it was overwhelming in a good way but it was seriously like I just I don't know what I don't know what to do next so I think I'm just gonna go have another drink and sort of reflect for a minute yeah um, So I I ended up doing that twice, I think. The first one was almost exactly an hour after we went in, because when I went back into the thing, I was just seeing repeats of the same stuff again. Mm. I was under the impression, I was like, all right, my goal is to just make completely different random decisions about where to go than I did the first time. And I thought I was doing that, but then I saw the exact same things in the exact same sequence, revealing to me that my randomness is is has a fixed seed, apparently, that I'm not aware of. I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked that you got to do it.
0: And I I think it will end up informing, well, at least something that we're doing in the near future. Yeah. For KOL. Yep. So if you have a chance, dudes, if you're in New York, you should definitely go see Sleep No More, no matter what. Like, I have friends who are going to New York in the fall. And if it's still there, I'm kind of, I'm inclined to pay for them to go. I mm. just kind of pay it forward because so I think they they're going to be kind of low enough on money that they wouldn't do it and that is not acceptable to me that somebody I know would go there and not do it
1: yeah and I mean it's also a thing where it is so so difficult for me to imagine somebody doing that and then regretting it as like a mm-hmm. bad deal but it is very easy for me to imagine somebody not understanding it and deciding that it couldn't possibly be worth what it costs
0: yeah how
1: was uh, the Broadway show?
0: Those were the cheapest tickets that, compared to everything else, like Cabaret, we were looking at was $160 a ticket.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Which is more than one ticket to Sleep No More. Uh, yeah, so we went to see Hedwig, which was amazing, because, you know, I love that movie about as much as you hated it. And uh, it, Neil Patrick Harris was actually really, really good as Hedwig.
1: I may have said in the past that i that I hated it i my memory of it is just not not really getting it hmm you know I mean it struck me as kind of like rocky it it felt like watching Rocky Horror just in your bedroom in high school right uh-huh. it's like okay i I understand now why people are into Rocky Horror having gone and seen it live with people who are into it, but Hedwig just felt kind of
0: the same way. it's like
1: uh okay
0: I like Oh, see, I I was in tears several times during the movie and so, and and also in the show. There's, I remember you didn't like the music so much. And if you don't like the music, I can definitely understand not liking the movie. And I'm old enough now to be like, you didn't like the music? Well, that must mean that it's not music that you like.
1: A girl put a song from that soundtrack on a mixtape for me once and listening to it a whole bunch of times, I grew to like it.
0: Was it the song about how your sex change was botched and you only have an inch-long penis? Uh, no. Okay. Because that seems like a nice thing to put on a romantic Mm, mixtape.
1: I think it was The the Origin of Love. Oh, yeah. I don't remember any of the words to it, so I don't actually know what the message was, if any.
0: Uh, It's just kind of the retelling of the platonic, I think, myth of back in the day, everybody was... Actually, two people glued together, and then the gods split us in half, and so you're looking for your other half. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, sorry, that girl, that that didn't work Mm -hmm. out. I have a weird response to, like, somebody being really good at singing something, I guess. Like, the first song in Hedwig is not a very emotional song, but when they started, they were just so damn good. It, the performance was so good that I started to tear up, which happens randomly in, in in weird places. There's a part of sister act that always brings tears to my eyes, and it's it has nothing to do with like being emotionally moved by the song. It's just like that sounds so good that it makes me cry a little.
1: Are you being serious?
0: Yeah, oh okay.
1: I wasn't sure if that was a I wasn't sure if that was a a joke. But, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, it, it, like, the re- there's a reason that music is a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, but, I mean, like, there are sad songs in Hedwig, and those made me cry because, you know, I'm kind of a pussy. But the songs that weren't sad were also just so well-performed that they moved me emotionally. So, yeah, I'm super glad that we went to see that. Well, good. Yeah. So, it was a fun trip. We fondled the Van Goghs. Well, we didn't fondle We fondled them with our eyes. Got to look at some Van Gogh and Picasso and Renoir and Sewer. Good. Uh, I have a thing. have a thing for impressionists. You know, like Rich Little and. Uh, Sorry, and which and, uh, which yeah. which museum was it? We went to the Met and yeah. to the Museum of Modern Art. Modern art too. I like the Met. It's so huge. Yeah, I like it, the, it, the there's know,
1: that like Egyptian temple that they've. Reassembled in a big hmm. room there, which i was I thought was really cool. I really liked the arms and armor, and yeah, we spent a
0: lot of time in there. I love watching the progression from like this is stuff you use to fight to this is stuff that you hang on your wall so you can pretend that you used to fight yeah this is this is the armor that you wear just to
1: you know just to ride your horse down the red carpet mm-hmm. uh, because it would be impractical.
0: Ah, and I liked nice. the progression of how fat Henry VIII got. Because they had a couple of sets of armor for him, and the one that was like two years before his death is it just, it has a big ass gut built into it. <laughs> and a big ass. That was good, man. It was an excellent trip, all told. So, what have you been doing?
1: Um, not a whole lot, actually, of, of, real significant interest. I don't think that I've actually done anything where it was like, Hey, let's go do a thing. And then we'll have a story about it hmm. uh, in the last couple of weeks. It's just been kind of the usual, just working and working and eating and drinking. Um,
0: and then excreting. Mm,
1: yeah. The basic, basic processes. Yeah. Publishing and excreting, I guess, are the, the, <laughs> the, the, the end result of the working and the eating and drinking. Um, man, the, the horse party had written in this question. It said the World Cup is happening right now. Which teams are you guys cheering for? Man, I just, just still don't care about soccer, in spite of how much the world seems to be moving in that direction. Or it could just be that this is the first time I've ever spent the World Cup season in a city where there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of sort of uh, diversity of origin. I just I don't understand. Is is
0: every place in Minneapolis just f- lousy with World Cup horse shit? I don't know. I haven't been out and about too much in Minneapolis. It was everywhere in New York, even yeah. in the nerd bar hmm. They They had the World Cup on. Maybe that is a sport that if you're a nerd, it's acceptable to be into soccer.
1: Yeah. I mean, I this... guess a lot of people are looking for any excuse to drink beer at noon. Hmm. Also, you know, and it's like, oh, there's a sports game going on in another time zone that's 14 hours away or whatever. So, I... but it's just every place, every place that I like going Every time I've tried to go there during a time when no one would be there, they're just packed hmm. because the World Cup is playing. It's 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 weird. Like where like where the fuck are these people on the days when the World Cup isn't happening? Like are they just at home? I guess. I, yeah. You know, are there people who only go out? Are there are there a significant number of people who only go to bars on St Patrick's Day? That's my, always my question. Like where do all of those people come from that every bar is so much busier or is it just like everybody goes to a bar once a month, but everybody goes to a bar on that particular day instead of some other day that
0: month. I'll bet people are less likely to go to a bar on a weeknight, but if there's a reason like some kind of special event, then you, then you would do it and kind of put up with being sleepy at work the next day.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess that is. I, like I being here is kind of like when I was in New York. Like I have basically just kind of decided f- Fridays and Saturdays are when I drink at home. Nah. And other nights is is when I drink at bars because I just don't like crowds, you know. Yeah. Like I like a like I like a few people, but but uh, more than a few is a crowd and I don't like a crowd. I had some World Cup bullshit this was this was super fucking weird. I went to this Mexican restaurant for breakfast. This place that I like to go when I feel like having just a huge, mostly molten lard breakfast of huevos rancheros. And when I got there, there was only one other, like, a couple of people sitting at a table. And the restaurant kind of filled up. And I was about halfway done eating. And the guy who owned the restaurant, who was, like, a nice guy, came in turned on a television that I did not know was like basically touching my head I was sitting at this table that was underneath the television underneath the flat screen television on the wall the speaker on the television was like single digit number of inches from my ear he turned it on and it was connected to like some shitty digital signal so suddenly it was just ear splitting crowd noise but not constant it was like (laughs) and i and i just sort of sat there thinking like surely surely this is not a thing that someone just did to me right <laughs> like i understand that they wanted to watch the world cup or whatever and all they had to do was say like hey we want to turn on this tv do you mind or hey we want to turn on this tv so why don't you sit over here instead of where you're sitting but i just like i don't know man it have you ever had something happen like that where you're just like, what the fuck? I didn't even want to say anything to him because I'm like, if if you don't understand why that wasn't okay, me explaining it to you isn't going to work. Yeah. And I'm also just not going to do, I'm not going to stir up shit. So I just like went and paid, you know, and I had like half my breakfast and three quarters of one cup of coffee. I would have gladly sat there, finished it. But like, it was crazy. It was just such a, like, wh- and I don't know, man, I, like, I don't get outraged about stuff, and I wasn't outraged. I was just confused as to, <laughs> right? like, what, and maybe it just wasn't that loud to anybody else. So I was like, oh, I'll turn on the TV and turn the sound down, and he turned it down to where he couldn't hear it anymore, but it was still deafening to me, because I was so close. I don't fucking know.
0: Maybe he thought that you were gonna be really into hearing that crowd noise. yeah. It's like this guy looks like a soccer fan. Yeah, there's, let's give him a perk.
1: Yeah, for getting here early.
0: It could be. I, like, never assume that somebody is out to get you. You know, oh, and I, do not attribute to malice.
1: Sure, I wasn't attributing it to malice. It just it it was a just sort of completely bewildering level of uh, just obliviousness. Mm-hmm. Is what I is what I couldn't. I, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe it wasn't a big fucking deal. It just seems like you wouldn't put a table there or you just wouldn't turn the TV on if anybody was sitting there. Right. Because it's not a sport. Mm. It's not. It's a fucking Mexican restaurant. It's not a bar. That TV had never been on prior to that. And it might have just been a TV they stuck on the wall for the World Cup, I guess. I don't fucking know.
0: It is weird. I don't know. I think. With the proliferation of social media, more people who are interested in soccer have revealed themselves to me. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like how nobody I knew was gay until social media when I saw them posting like pride messages and pictures of them kissing dudes. But, uh, yeah, in a very similar way, I will see like, Oh my God, you guys, did you see Uganda versus Uzbekistan last night? It's like, who are you? What? No. (laughs) I, I'm an American and. I don't give a shit about soccer like you're supposed to. <laughs> but apparently, uh, you know, much the same as it's not okay for me to think it's weird that my friends have come out of the closet on Facebook. Did you? It's not okay to think that you can't like soccer. Did, did did that actually happen with
1: people coming out as gay? I Like, I feel like, I mean, I guess there might just be a bunch of people that I didn't know were gay, like that we went to high school with that now you know are gay because of Facebook.
0: But there were a couple, yeah, a couple of people from high school that I didn't know they were gay until I saw the, like, this is me and my partner in Uzbekistan watching a soccer game. Like, I just learned two things about you.
1: I just, every outcoming that I've ever experienced has been, like, zero surprise. So, uh, it's, uh, that's why, that's why that struck me as a, as a weird experience. Although I do just, you know, sort of not, I do not social media so much. Yeah. I guess if my, if like, say, people in the games industry who I admire decided to come out as gay on Twitter, then that would be an experience that I could share.
0: So if you're reading this, Tim Schaefer, more, like, reading this, more like somebody Tim must have, Gafer, <laughs> somebody must have printed out a transcript for you. More like Tim Gafer, his wife. Uh, wait, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Did
1: a 360 there. Yeah. Uh let's see more like grim fabulous dango <laughs> Hmm no uh let's
0: see more full throttle uh hmm Oh! <laughs> Sorry everyone
1: <clears throat> Gay of the tentacle nailed it hmm. All right. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Croft says, Scully, will you handle the international shipping of the printed versions of KOL comic number five again?
0: I will. I've got 50 copies coming to me. And when they get there, then I will start that that long and arduous process yet again.
1: Is that a thing where they was it like Kickstarter rewards or or was it are these new
0: international orders that come in? These are new international orders, <clears throat> and pretty much uh, because the print-on-demand service charges twenty-five dollars to ship, right, right, internationally. So I just have people PayPal me enough to cover the price oh, okay. of the comic okay. and the so shipping. They're, they're not even
1: bought through the store because
0: we're not—we don't do that on those. Yeah, they're they're PayPaling me money, which goes straight back out to ship them, and if there's any left over, then it goes to ordering the next batch. <clears throat>
1: mean. Uh, says, also, I has there been an update of the number two PDF? That one was pretty grainy compared to one, three, and four. I know that we've had this sort of comedy of errors recently with those PDFs, but it. I know that there was some progress being made on getting a better quality dump of number two, right? <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs>
0: that was awesome. <laughs> I will have to go back to Doug on that, probably, and see if he's got... A better one because I don't think that I kept that in the Dropbox. Because I know we got a giga- so w- we got a
1: gigantic PDF of number five that was sort of too big to distribute, and then when we got a smaller version of it, the pages were all out of order. Did, yeah. Did so did that eventually? Did that eventually actually get worked
0: out? Yeah. And the problem is Doug, Doug sent them to me as individual files, each page as Uh-oh. an individual PDF. So I used last time I used this program called PDF Merge. Which is just like a free online utility and works fine. But I forgot that it, if you put in things that are numbered like 1 through 30, it'll give you 1 and then 11 oh, through right. 19. Yeah. 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 So I forgot to reorder them that first time. So then I just put them in the right order and sent them back.
1: Hot Stuff always criticizes me if I like hand him a directory full of files and I've named them like. You know, fart one through fart 99 instead of fart 01 through fart 99, because that really bugs him. Hmm. But to me, that stupid decision about how to alphabetize things doesn't get to decide how my life works. <laughs> so I just have to put up with it. I'm going to name them the way that I want the individual ones to be named and then just be kind of grouchy about the fucked up sorting. All right. Um, Croft continues. Have fun with the Twitch event. I'm looking forward to seeing the recorded stream. 3 to 7 a.m. CEST on a Monday morning makes it a bit difficult to watch it here in Europe. Yeah, sorry. Um, I have a feeling that the next one I'm going to try to shoot for, and I may end up, because of this, doing it completely solo, Uh, doing it at, like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, t- 10 hours before this one. Just doing it at, like, 8 in the morning, maybe. Or See, even- that would be
0: that would be fine for, for, for me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, and that also that also means that the event runs a lot longer if we do the same like, and you know while the while the event is going and then through an entire rollover after it, which is the plan. So I mean that's fine. I mean you know there are going to be periods of time where we're not going to be able to optimize this for you because I'm not gonna I'm never going to do one of these streams from like. 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. my time. I just, I just, I'm not going to do that. Right. Uh, So, wherever in the world, you know, Madagascar or wherever it is that that would be ideal for, like, sorry, but I think we can definitely bounce it around in like a 12-hour range, which means that, yeah, I don't know. I guess if we were going to do it this late, it would have been slightly more practical for European people if we had done it on Saturday instead of Sunday, but we just had other stuff going on. Um, and couldn't do it on that Saturday, yesterday, that yesterday, man, I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not nervous about it because I know it's going to be fine because we already did it once and it was great. And it, I was, I mean, I'm sure I will still be nervous when I hit the start streaming button and then I have to open my mouth and say words. But once I start working, it's like, ah, uh, this is where I live. So I'm just okay here. Like this is the most comfortable I ever am is when I am working on KOL. And so I got over, I got over the sort of stage fright fairly quickly, but today I'm just like, just sort of jittery. You know, Hmm. like I've just got like, I, I came in here hours early because it was like, well, I can either be there in the office with my thumbs up my ass for most of the day, or I can be here, in my apartment with my thumbs up my ass most of the day and like it doesn't really matter at least it would let me leave and walk there yeah. um and you know I was gonna do this uh this here podcast which you I mean like a little adrenaline rush makes sense yeah you know, <clears throat> and then that uh that meal that was so poisoned by uh soccer noises was also maybe just regular poisoned because it did not agree with me very much huh. not I you know nothing nothing it, it dramatic happened, I just felt kinda of gross for two or three hours. Could also huh. just be nerves, I guess. Nerves.
0: N- noise. Noise. Yes.
1: Osaka Stunner writes. Can I become the next meat sink of the game? Osaka Stunner is a pretty good uh good name. What is a stunner? What is it if you see like a stunner, like a guy who's you know, a guy whose uh Xbox Live handle is like lowercase X capital X Stun a 420 uppercase X lowercase X
0: one, one who stuns,
1: yeah. But do you like stun them like with a taser? Do you stun mm. them with like a like a I don't know, a, a vanilla wow rogue skill such as sap
0: oh, with d- like a phaser set to stun? They're okay. all Star Trek fans, okay, yeah, or maybe with your dazzling good looks. I think that's probably the closest, or you know. Elite skills. Okay. Like when you see how thoroughly I'm going to teabag you in the Halo, you'll be stunned. Mm.
1: Do you think angels? Do I don't you know anything about first-person shooters. ever
0: get teabagged in the Halos? Uh, yeah, you gotta imagine. Because would you even notice anything that is is round and has a big enough hole has probably had a dick in it at some point? I mean, technically, you could touch your balls to someone's Halo and still say, "I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you." <laughs> Well, I've always thought the halo had some kind of, like, electromagnetic energy, though. You know, so I fe- feel like it would throw some sparks. Maybe singe a few pubes. Mm.
1: Yeah, but then your pubes would grow right back because it's heaven.
0: Right. Nobody has pubes in heaven. <laughs> would you know my name? If you, <laughs> <laughs> if you shave me in heaven. Uh,
1: sausage says... Yay, more commentary on the Pirates-Copperheads debate. For me, doing the Pirates is optimal since you need to get to the poop deck for the Nemesis quest, which I do for the Karma. And screw those guys who Grease Monkey past the puzzle. Yeah, screw those guys indeed. Although I don't know that I've ever actually done that puzzle. Hmm. But I've also never Grease Monkey passed it. I just set my flags. Chamu says, uh, What are your two's favorite class skills, separately for function and for flavor? Huh. Um. That's an excellent question. I like... The flavor of... Magical... <laughs> I like the... Uh, I like ravioli shurikens. Like, just mm. as a... Imagining
0: that actually happening... Thing. That's the way I feel about, like, Weapon of the Pasta Lord. Mm. Too. Um... It's, as far as, like, mechanically, it's... Whatever skill does the most damage, because I'm a simple, simple creature. Yeah. So... I always end up just like setting my combat script to take whatever skill I have that does the most damage and run it until the guy's dead.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what my favorite one is in terms of its, uh, mechanics. I don't know. I like uh, that one that lets you make uh, I like a rainbow gravity. (laughs) Mm Hmm. Um, like a, just a sort of a non-combat skill with a reagent is a cool thing. Um, I like that thing that isn't a skill that will set a monster's element to cold. I think it's something out of the shower. Clan shower. Oh. Um, that was, that was just, I think, a neat idea that I liked. Uh, Sausage says, hey, Jick, I just heard you badmouth the Grimstone Golem content. I'm personally offended on your behalf. This content is awesome. I'm a newbie, so it took me the better part of a month to get my witch's bra. There might not be huge competition on those boards, but there's enough to make it both fun and challenging. I'm really looking forward to playing through the other games. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was bad I don't think it was bad. It was just... I felt this way the entire time. Like, it never... That stuff just never reached that point in my head where I was like, ah, this is going to be good. You know? And so, I was just like, I finished it, and then it was done. It's like... Whereas with the, the Jung stuff, I finished it, and I was proud of it. Like, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine. Like, I don't think it's bad, because we wouldn't have... I wouldn't have put it out if it was bad. I wouldn't have let it past me if I thought it was bad.
0: But I know what you're talking about. It's the, like... It didn't coalesce into that, like, this is about to launch and we're excited about it. Yeah. And we have some really cool ideas for it. It's like, we set out a blueprint for this and we filled it in to the point where it's acceptable. Yep. And, and now, now it's, it's done it, and we can finally work on something else. And people might be
1: more excited about it
0: than we were. That That's not to say that it's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: different Different strokes for different folks.
0: I do feel like we would be well served to just actually do that shit this summer yeah but and i don't know if we ever will yeah it's such a and there's nothing the only thing that's the only limit is ourselves here yeah but. yeah it's definitely is a, but i mean that's the
1: thing like there is there is no there is no pressure like actual pressure you know mm-hmm. like you just can't anyway um i just realized that the the idiom, different strokes for different folks, it d- points out how the way that I
0: pronounce folks is really incorrect. Hmm. Get, being you true. certainly don't. You don't pronounce it in a folksy manner. Well, you wouldn't say you, folksy, would you? No. You would say folksy. hmm But you don't say
1: talky. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that, <laughs> that's me exaggerating it for effect, but different yolks for different folks. See, because that's different because different yokes for different folks would be like, uh, you know, uh, like people are like oxen their their shoulders are different shapes, and so if you're chaining them to something to pull it, then you're gonna need uh you're gonna need custom harnesses
0: yeah, see that is a linguistically important differentiation, whereas folks and folks there isn't one. yeah That's the kind of thing though that. It's like becoming aware of your tongue and not being able to speak for a couple of minutes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's going to yeah. make for a great rest of the podcast. Just like when I'm paying attention when I'm talking, like, do I say often or often? Do I say clothes or clothes when I'm referring to garments? Like, why is everything so hard that's supposed to be automated? Oh, clothes or clothes? Uh-huh. I'm going to wash my clothes. I guess I just say clothes. Hmm.
1: I can I can normally trick myself by thinking of a like having the unit in my brain be a phrase rather than the individual word. I can usually trick myself into just saying it without really thinking about it. Oh. But it's also not a thing. That <laughs> like that's one of my super super useful
0: skills. <laughs> Shitty superpowers volume ten. You no. Know. trick myself into speaking normally man no matter how many times you say a
1: word it always still sounds like a word (laughs) (laughs) also I'm curious about the slow and steady slash Arbor Day interaction Uh, if getting a sack takes a turn the SNSers can't plant a hundred trees in their hundred turns yeah I mean that's fine I think Um, yeah you know they they can just skip it for the season Wax says I saw rat tail whip and red rectal whip
0: I think that says more about you than us. Red rectal whip.
1: <laughs> oh, man. If rectal whip is not like a bull whip, but like a cool whip, then I'm <laughs> less excited. I'm less a, sandwich. excited. No, a
0: sandwich isn't a sandwich without the tangy zip. Uh. Oh. Starwood
1: says, oh, man, Jick should check out Ghostbusters, the animated series. And then he has bullet points. It has nothing to do with the Ghostbusters movies. Right. It's like the original thing that was called the Ghostbusters where they had a gorilla on the team, right? Most of their technology is for some reason skeleton-based. Nah. Uh bad guys include Floatzart and the Werewolf of the Future. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many puns and terrible terrible jokes. Also, I think one episode has a uh, Specter Scepter. That seems good. I mean, it's not good and I could only force myself to watch two episodes for reasons of nostalgia, but that was a quality investment of 30 minutes of my life. And then points out that it's apparently on Amazon Prime. I remember huh. occasionally seeing episodes of that cartoon, right? Because there was there was the Ghostbusters cartoon, and I don't remember if it was like from the 60s. Yeah,
0: definitely predated the the movie. And then, the, and then the cartoon I, was
1: the real Ghostbusters. But did they did the cartoon? I know that there was like a live action television show that was the Ghostbusters, right? Which predated yeah. which predated the movie. But I don't know if the cartoon was an effort to cash in on the awareness of the new ghostbusters like I kind of think it was they gave them the right to so so, because I don't remember it looking like a 60s or 70s cartoon
0: because they couldn't they couldn't stop the ghostbusters like the 84 ghostbusters from making a cartoon but they could stop them from just calling it ghostbusters yeah because they had had only licensed the name for the movie so then they did Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, which... I think it just started
1: out as the real yeah. Ghostbusters, and then when they kidded it up more in later seasons, they changed it to Slimer and the real Ghostbusters,
0: right? Yeah, possibly. I remember I really he, liking... They changed it to Josie and the Pussycats, right. actually.
1: I remember really liking that show as a kid, but I, and then I bought it on DVD at one point when it was on like some super sale, and watched one episode, and it was awful, and then I just never went back and watched a second one. <laughs> which, I re- what I should do is I should look up what the cool episodes are yeah you know like which are the ones that are actually serious because it was the first one was just it was just you know the whole thing is obviously for kids right but this one was just more for kids like oh it's a toy factory that's haunted and there's all these hilarious gross outs and stuff right as opposed to the ones that i like i remember it actually being sort of like oh you know we're we're actually sort of solving a a mystery and preventing the world from being destroyed by some big evil thing that is actually
0: treated sort of seriously and grimly, you know, which was- I remember. And there was an episode where they went inside the containment unit, which was really trippy. Cause it's, it's, there was like a whole mini world in there mm. populated by ghosts and the stay puff marshmallow man ended up being kind of, like kind of helping out the good guys in that one. Mm. And I remember them doing a uh, Christmas carol where they accidentally busted the three ghosts that were supposed to visit Scrooge, and so ended up with the Ghostbusters having to play the parts of the ghosts, and that was pretty clever. Oh, man, that's funny. Except for Winston. Because they're like, there's
1: no such thing as a black ghost.
0: <laughs> the black ghost oh, was sorry. actually... This is a white. Early- this is a whites-only
1: <laughs> parable. Hatta Tal says, who is Subject 37. Uh, John Galt. Kaiser Sose. Wax says, if I get over drunk and go to the beach in the meat car, why don't I get pulled over by the police of loathing? Because this is my world, and in my world, drunk driving is just fine. Uh, Wax says, on a scale of one, how great is Sneaky Pete? Pete. <sighs> Two. John Peters says, I just fought Snakeleton for the first time in Aftercore, and, or snake Heliton? How would you pronounce that? I think Snakeleton.
0: Yeah, Snagleton. Although that does sound like the name, uh, like, a rich family gives their snotty toddler. <laughs> yeah. Snakelton. Mm. Time for dinner. Um, yeah, because it's not, it doesn't,
1: <laughs> it's not skeleton, right? It's, it, so it doesn't, It's it, it doesn't read as skeleton if you pronounce it that way. Anyway, and the text describe it as having tons of ribs, but the art is all spine and skull. What gives? Well, half of the ribs in KOL are invisible. Hmm. Uh, that's why... There's actually three different ways... I've drawn skeletons in three different ways over time. There were stick figures with skulls, and then there were stick figures with broad shoulders and stick figure ribs, and then there were the like actual thick skeletons from the skeleton invasion event. Hmm. Um, so yeah, at least a third of the ribs in KOL are, are invisible in the fiction.
0: And then, you know, practically the the art that you're seeing is just one is just an attempt to convey what is actually being presented to you it's it's not like a photograph
1: yeah it's an, illu- it's like it's whatever, an illustration
0: yeah whatever voice is narrating the thing is also illustrating this thing cuz you know there aren't any cameras in the kingdom well i mean there are but they actually just capture a the entire monster instead of a picture so yeah or a dog. You, well, some, one
1: of them, one of them is, gives you a picture of a dog. Hmm. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: let's see. Robot Porn says, I do love her. I love the in-game clan forums, but there's no search function. This makes it tough to find my favorite erotic fan fiction or baloney recipes quickly. Could you add searching or is it a non-trivial thing? I bet. That, I bet that it wouldn't be too rough to do. I don't know how much use those things get, so I really don't know how big a set of data we're even talking about. Um, full text searching of that kind of field is a thing that I would have avoided in the past. I think, but I don't. I don't actually know if it's a big deal or not. Um, I don't know. You should ask C. D. Moyer the next time you talk to him. Robot porn. Uh, Wax says, "Aren't seal clubbers technically disco bandits if they club as much as they do?" Lol. Mm. Uh, Shamu says. One of my favorite things about this game is its primary progression mechanic, making skills permanent. It's something I've never seen in any other RPG to date, and it's an incredibly fun and rewarding way to build your character, especially since there's basically no restrictions on what you can perm or when you can perm it. How did you guys come up with such a great idea? It was Mr. Skullhead's idea. Sort of, yeah. Have th- was the idea of making a skill permanent and taking it with you not something that one or the other of us had encountered
0: in a different game before? I don't think so. I mean, certainly not me. I didn't play a lot of RPGs. <clears throat> but I think my initial idea was you play it again and it'll be harder. Maybe you can take, like, one skill with you each time. yeah. And then you can have, like... I just thought it would be cool to have a Seal Clubber who can cast a spell that does a whole lot of damage. Because no matter what class I'm playing, yep. I want to cast a spell that does a lot of damage. Yep.
1: No, no, I mean, it was I'm definitely, like, a- the Buzzy Beetle thing was a lot of what the early discussion centered around. Yeah. Like, actually making... You know, I mean, we we ended up sort of backing off from it getting, like, harder over time. And although we... Everyone was excited about the idea of stuff that changed, nobody was, uh-huh. nobody was really excited about the idea of coming up with all of the stuff that changed.
0: And so we... We did three or four, right, in the low-level zone. Yeah,
1: and then just kind of never f- continued it because it was i mean we wouldn't do much with we wouldn't do much we wouldn't do anything like that with much of an impact i think at this point because it wouldn't be like well only every other ascension has this thing in it that i want to collect or i mean although i personally think that that's pretty interesting it it would be a weird thing for competitive players um but, you know, the idea think of like we- stories that changed and revealed themselves over the course of multiple ascensions is a thing that like Hot Stuff was always really excited about. But then it's like, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, I, like, technically, there's just like, all right, every ascension you can go and get one non combat that advances the story in this one zone. But then what do you,
0: you know, what does it mean? We just grew in a different direction, I think. Yeah. Like, it's better to put our energy towards expanding the game in other ways than to try and and do this ascension thing. And also I I think we didn't ever nail down whether or not we wanted ascensions to be like one after the other in time. Right. Yeah. So I think we settled on eventually that except for the spots where it's clearly not, it's just the same thing over and over again. Right.
1: I remember it was fairly late when we added... I think it was when we were in England that we did the um, the female versions of all of the hole-in-the-sky things.
0: Hmm. Um, and that was when we started getting in trouble for offensive content. Nope. No, it wasn't. Yeah, that was a thing that, like, I wasn't... You, you must have been in England and I was in the States. Because I remember somebody asking me a question about what do you think about female hole in the sky monsters and me going, Oh, you know, we probably would never do that because it's, I don't know. It's weird, but it's just kind of seems more crude when you do the female version. And they're like, okay, to clarify, there are new female hole in the sky monsters. How do you feel about that? And I guess now we know. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Huh?
1: I didn't remember that. I guess that was, that was a weird time because you and I didn't overlap in England. you were there the month that i was in boston and then so there was a three-month period where we were like dramatically offset in time zones which probably would explain that and that was also before before we hired cd moyer and he talked us into actually having meetings Mm -hmm. (laughs) just sort of trying to in the early days of this company i tried to avoid all of the trappings of an actual company including the ones that actually make a lot of sense like in, you know
0: communicating with other people on the team <laughs> right not just kind of having every employee guess what they should be doing yeah. uh the paella king says
1: hi jick since june is pride month are there any plans for the kingdom to show its support the kingdom always has shown its support we've had playable female characters since uh 2003 and we're proud of that everyone is every sexual preference at right. once Everyone has every sexual preference as long as only sexual preferences towards women count. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: both men and women are free to like women in our game.
1: Also, it, like I feel like Pride Month and Pride Week are different things all over the place.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, this is definitely not whatever the big thing here that happens. Like, I would know if that was happening here. Because yeah. there are just... No, no offense, but there are just fucking freaks everywhere. Like, just, they're not a freak because they're gay. They're a freak because they are dancing with their dick hanging out, wearing a nine-foot-tall hat. Like, it's, <laughs> it, it, like... Yeah, and that that is everywhere here. Hmm. Leafy Green says, hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know that the fuck pocket joke is amazing and makes me laugh every time I think about it. I've been sharing it, giving credit, of course, in order to get the word out about this menace to society. Chick, did you ever end up watching Blazing Saddles? I watched it a few years back because my dad said it was funny, but I don't think it held up. I did, actually, uh, right after the show where we talked about that. You know, I it was pretty good. I, it turns out there was very little of it that I hadn't already seen. It was just mm. one of those things that I had seen most of a little bit at a time because it was like it was a thing that would show up on TV every once in a while. Um I had never seen the farting scene because that was always either either just removed which makes sense or just the sound was edited out of it which just made it like the most David Lynch scene. <laughs> just like
0: guys sitting around a fire occasionally shifting positions <laughs> just looking at each other. Yep. Um <laughs>
1: But, you know, I thought it was good. I, and most of the... here. Here is a thing that I wonder. This is a theory that I have about why people say that, like, oh, you know, Spaceballs is just a bunch of referential humor. Now, Blazing Saddles, that's a classic. It is just because they didn't recognize all of the referential humor that was in Blazing Saddles. Right? No, like, you possible. don't recognize all of the referential stuff that's in Airplane. Because it's too old. Which is a way of being too obscure. Whereas you do recognize the ones from Scary Movie, which is why it reads as a stupid set of pop culture references or whatever. Um, I don't know that that's true. You know, it's possible that there is the objection to a cultural reference being the entirety of the joke. Right. Which is why I always chafe a little bit when, I mean, I don't chafe, but there is a part of me that is sad when KOL is described as a stick figure game
0: <laughs> uh-huh. right
1: because that like yes it is and I get that that's a crucial part of the aesthetic but it's reductive it's reductive in a in a kind of a counterproductive direction I think as far as actually communicating what there is to like about it um, and I feel the same thing I feel the same way about saying you know it's full of pop cultural references you'd love it because it's like uses pop culture reference i uh, at least i try to make it so it uses those references rather than being or consisting of those references
0: yeah i mean that's the difference between like top secret which took the like spy movie references but twisted them somehow like having the guy fall off of a building and, and like blow up versus having him just <clears throat> like in spy movies, you have the guy fall off a building and it's clearly a dummy that's falling. So in top secret, they took that further and showed you the dummy landing and just shattering on impact. Right. And then, but in spy heart, it was more like Leslie Nielsen and somebody are running through a scene and then they just stop. And suddenly he's got the, got a wig on to look like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. And they do the whole twist scene from Pulp Fiction just kind of recreating it versus commenting on it I guess.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I haven't seen Spyhard. I sort of forgot that, that was a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess the all of your like Meet the Spartans and all that shit has the same problem where it's just here is a scene from a movie recreated by these characters who aren't the same actors. So that's funny. Mm. I thought scary movie was cool. The the first one. Yeah, I mean
1: I've I've never regretted watching one of them. I think we talked about that before. I mean, I uh. like I think Airplane
0: is probably funnier. Hmm. But I also kind of like Airplane, Airplane 2. Uh I did too. And and it was a long time before I learned that I'm not supposed
1: yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, it was one of those things like The Temple of Doom. Like, oh, I remember that that was awesome. <laughs> like, right. no, no, no you don't. Return of Jedi sucked, too. Like, no way. Return of the Jedi was fucking great.
0: Like, I like how those conversations spiral out from there. Like, oh, well, you know, Temple of Doom was pretty bad, but, you know, Last Crusade was pretty shitty, too. Well, actually, all the Indiana Jones movies were pretty awful. Yeah,
1: really, anything that Harrison Ford has ever been in is just fucking hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Except for that one movie with Josh Hartnett. That's the weird thing. Everybody loves that one. What was that? Even, even assholes on the internet. You know, like a Hollywood confidential or some shit? Hmm. Where he's a, he's a detective and Josh Hartnett is Josh Hartnett. Oh, okay. Not like
1: Blade Runner. I guess everybody agrees that Blade Runner is good.
0: Right, but which version of Blade Runner, man?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the non-director's cut, the things that people say are stupid about it, I are kind of stupid about it. Like, okay. I think it's inarguable that the VO is sort of bad. I don't know whether I believe that it was deliberately flubbed so that it wouldn't be used. Hmm. That just seems like... Yeah, I think that's It that just seems like somebody would have noticed that the first hour that they paid Harrison Ford $5,000 to record this VO, and they would have fucking told him, hey, stop that. Like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I club you says Hajik. I saw this and I thought of you. I hope it isn't true. And it's a super uh, Super Mario Breakfast cereal comic. I can never fucking remember the name of that comic. Um. <laughs> also,
0: Saturday I, morning breakfast. Yeah, cereal? I
1: quit reading it because it's too tall. <laughs> like hmm. I can't read any comic that doesn't fit on a screen. <laughs> It's like yeah, the same reason. Weird. Same reason I couldn't get into uh, MS Paint Adventures. All I could think of was Super Mario Paint Adventures. <laughs> um, anyway, and it's that graph about your, your your desire to draw cool swords versus your age. I you know, I ignore most graphs. F says, who are all the floating heads supposed to be if you eat the astral mushrooms? They are uh, the Mona Lisa and Grand Moff Tarkin and Casey Kasem. I thought about just putting the Casey Kasem head in as a wandering monster the day after he died. No. Yeah. Um, but I was nervous that there was special handling because of the place that that monster is. Mm-hmm. That would have done some weird shit to it. And then I didn't bother. I think it was also on a weekend, so I didn't end up really working that day, so I didn't look into it. Um, uh, Let's see. Silent Tristero says, when we choose the skip non-combat choice, can we get a one-turn banish on that non-combat for convenience's sake? The ones that are actually important usually do, like the ones that people have asked for some gameplay reason for opting out of it to banish it for a while tend to banish it for a while. Um, if there is one in particular that you're thinking of, you can ask me, and I might do it. Um, but, generally, there aren't nearly as many systems in place to deal with non-combats as there are to deal with monsters, and so there's not a lot of like formalized stuff like that. There isn't, for instance, a non-combat queue. I don't think. Unless I made one at some point and then forgot about it. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you code drunk. And it's true. Well, I mean when you were younger. A younger man. uh, A hot-headed drunk coder.
1: Uh, Wax says, Hey, I was looking at the wiki, and apparently this is an airwolf's fight description. The beating gets closer in more ways than one, and a giant winged werewolf does that awesome three-point landing thing on the ground in front of you. Now, apparently a three-point landing is where you land on both feet, maybe bending your knee a bit while also putting your hand down for support. There's even a video linked, which you won't look at. That's true. However, when I first read that text when fighting the boss, I thought that three-point landing was like the airplane version of a three-point landing, or (laughs) or, three-point. It was like an airplane version of a three-point turn. So I had this vision of the wolf gliding over you, reversing backwards and turning a a bit and then gliding back towards you for a landing which one of these is the correct version <laughs> i think whichever one you think is funniest in the moment mm-hmm. i had envisioned it as him sort of plunging straight down out of the sky and landing like trinity
0: yeah not that he has three wheels and the wheels all land at the same time <clears throat> also have you ever had that happen in an airplane by the way oh where it just lands just all at once yeah, yeah i have but like gently yeah there was one that I w- I didn't even know that we were on the ground until it, you kind of felt the rumbling of the rolling, and then the entire cabin applauded. Mm. She was like, holy shit, that was a good landing, sir. And the captain was like, yeah, it was.
1: I, you know, I feel like applauding every fucking time a plane lands successfully.
0: I feel like you should be medicated. Yeah,
1: I probably should. I prescribe one car. <laughs>
0: That's... <God. laughs> well, no, and... I don't mean on a plane. I mean, in general. Yeah, yeah that's also true. Um, and I don't mean should be medicated. I, I mean, it could could be medicated. So for what it's worth, I also,
1: when the uh, Zombie Homeowners Association shows up, I always imagine it rolling in in that impossible movie poster pose where it's showing off both its ass and its tits. Um, oh, but yeah. because it's made of a bunch of different people, it's actually pretty easy for it to strike that pose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see... Um, Looking at some... Tango G says, What are the future plans for this game? Oh, I don't really ever think about the future. Uh, Do you ever plan on introducing colors? No. No. Making two or more player quests? Yes. Detailed character models? No. I mean, we already... We did... I did detailed character models. Everybody has all new avatars now, and if you create new accounts, you have to really go out of your way to use the old ones. Um... I was, you know, I'm pretty pleased with that. I like the new ones better. The females are just way more objectified. It's good. I don't think hair, putting hair on a stick figure, counts as the trope against women in video games about putting a bow on something to make it female. Huh. Because... Just putting pigtails? I think that statistically women's hair is longer than men's, and so it is actually just straight-up reflective iconography. You know, because like, sure, there are men with long hair and sure, there are women with short hair. But I think a little kid, when they're drawing a person, if they want the person to be male, they put short hair on it. And if they want the person to be female, they put long hair
0: on it. Or eyelashes. Yeah. Mostly the eyelashes. Yeah, because like for a lot of Ollie's childhood, his mom had short hair. So he would draw short hair on her, but then eyelashes.
1: I mean is that really that has to be just a thing that he picked up from existing iconography though, right? Cuz I mean yeah, that I mean, is the thing like that is she wears that,
0: mascara all the time, right? Yeah,
1: and it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I got I got lusciouser ass eyelashes than any girl I've ever dated.
0: I mean I think men tend to have thicker eyelashes than women cuz we don't fuck with them. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, like we don't goop stuff on them and then strip it out and we don't curl them and we don't you know, we d- we just leave them alone. Yeah. So like most dudes do have thicker eyelashes than women.
1: I mean, most dudes have thicker hair in general than women, right?
0: Hmm. Except for the top of my head, yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, I gotcha. But that's just because you have a lot of testosterone, which leads to thicker pubes. <laughs> right. It's <that's> good <laughs> and longer. <laughs> yeah. I've, you're like, rap- I'm you're a, like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be unrecognizable in heaven, man. <laughs> Which, could you climb my pubes if you saw me in heaven? <laughs> uh, boy. Um, sorry, I'm just kind of flipping through. All right, let's, uh, let's look at the oldest questions again. We've gotten through. Hmm. Uh, Antic the Fearless says, Is there any chance the number of shelves might be upped from 37? As time goes on, it's proving harder and harder to maintain collections with only 37 shelves. Thank you. What you need to do is consider the fact that your four bears were probably limited to zero shelves and then their ante bears antecede to bear. No, their descend to bears, their cubs uh, had to make do with 11 and 37 is way too many. What's in the box? What's in the box? This conversation killer. Your mom? Dashie says, why is Mr. Skullhead bald? Wow, we just addressed this. It is because of his Rapunzel-length pubes.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like those old dolls where you have, like, a coil of hair inside the head, and you can pull more out at the top. Mm. Except mine has an opening down below and an opening up top, and I've just pulled all of the hair down to the pube level. You never tried doing so a comb-up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross just seeing somebody with, like, a beard coming out of their belt. <laughs> Maybe that is what's happening when you see people with the, like, crazy Gandalf beards tucked into their belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually, they actually just have cra- Maybe crazy, it's half and crazy half. wizard pubes. Yeah, it's just half and half and felted in the middle. Mm.
1: Uh, are your pubes, like, the last thing that goes gray?
0: God, I hope it so. It seems
1: like it. In my own experience, at least. I mean, I haven't.
0: The difference between beard hair and pube hair is the same as the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer. I
1: don't I don't get it. The taste. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, except that's my beard is mostly gray at this point. Hmm. And actually, that's, prob- that's probably not true. Realistically, no, not a single gray pube.
0: Yeah, no, I I don't have any of those, but I've got just in the, like, the bits that grow south of the corners of my mouth are turning gray. It's like if I had a sweet biker stash, it would be mm. black on the top and then gray where uh, where it was chin level. It's weird. Mine's just, old. Mine is just asymmetrical uh,
1: and it makes it so I can't grow a beard without it looking weird anymore.
0: Because you've got, you've you've had plenty of gray in your hair for a while, right? Yeah.
1: It became more evident to me once I cut my hair, I think, because I hadn't gotten quite like Boozer Bear level of gray in the long hair. Right. But uh, I think hot stuff's a little grayer at the temples than I am. Because
0: your mom is just a straight up like silver goddess. Right. And she's had gray hair for as long as I can remember.
1: Yeah, it's definitely gotten it's it, it you know, it's been brown shot through with gray to gray shot through with sort of brownish, I guess. Hmm. it's weird i think i made her feel i didn't make her feel bad but i said something a long time ago that indicated that i thought that it was shallow for people to dye their hair when their hair went gray and i feel like Hmm. maybe she's not doing it because of that and i feel like a prick (laughs) her her mother dyed her hair like every week and it was sort of it was part of like she had like Basically no vices and no indulgences except for her once a week appointment where she went to the beauty shop, had her hair colored, and sort of shot the shit with her friends. Like, that was her time and nothing got in the way of that. Nothing ever got scheduled mm. around it. But, I mean, she just had dark brown hair for her entire life as a result of that. Um, And it's weird because she wasn't vain at all. You know, I think maybe she just kept doing it because it gave her an excuse to go there.
0: Yeah, maybe everybody's got to have something.
1: Two short planks, P L A N C K S writes. Hey guys, Jick. I remember reading somewhere that you're a bit of an Anglophile, although now I can't find any direct evidence to support that. If so, I'd like to say that I'm shocked that most that the most British of cuisine doesn't make an appearance in the kingdom. I refer, of course, to curry, the perfect compliment to the traditional liver busting binge drinking session. Even if you hate the English, like every character from history who ever happened to look like Mel Gibson, curry is just is still just god dangd awesome. Um, and then he continues to thank you for the cocoa. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I like. I like British stuff like I feel like Douglas Adams and Monty Python were critical influences to me as a kid, um, you know,
0: influencing me gonna, getting laid. I had to rebel against the notion that traditional British cuisine is curry.
1: I mean, if you consider the traditional British modality as that of the imperialist conqueror, then, sure, yes. like something, something that was stolen from another culture and then kind of bastardized is, yeah, the, the most British thing, right? Um, yeah. you know, the weird thing about that though is I don't actually know what it means. If a guy says, I had a curry, I, on the way home from the bar, I stopped and had a curry. I don't actually, I cannot picture what that is, right? Is it like, because when I think of a curry, I think of a number of things. At an Indian restaurant, sometimes it's just, this is whatever it is, is a curry. And you serve it on a plate with some rice.
0: And, uh, yeah, like some rice and vegetables and meat and a thick sauce that tastes a lot. They tastes like cumin.
1: And at, But at and a Thai spice. restaurant, like a Thai curry is just sort of a soup. It's like the same thing in a mm-hmm. soup, which you could still spoon over rice. But I think you'd be better off like dumping rice into it and then just having it as kind of a... Uh, you know i don't know a jambalaya style thing
0: i've i've heard from from actual indian people that curry is not really a term that they use all that much and if they do it's a very broad like general thing to say i
1: I think of it as kind of like it's like a stew i think of it as kind of like like, chai yeah like it's just a or salsa you know salsa is just the Spanish word for sauce, and a particular like variant of sauce that we we think of as being Hispanic is what we refer to as salsa I mean and chai yeah. is just the Indian word for tea as I understand it and it and it seems like curry is like yeah is like is a word like stew um but yeah, I don't actually know so so some a british a British listener, what does it mean when you say I had a curry like describe it what did the curry look like a, did it look like a bitch curry? I definitely... Did it look like The best Indian food that I've ever had has been in England. And it was... Just every place that we had Indian food in England, it was just so fucking good. There's just slightly different takes on things. Like, the sog there, which is what I always get, is more sort of oil-based than cream-based in most of my Mm. experience, and it's just so fucking good. Ah, man, I want some of it now. But I can't get it, because I'm not in England.
0: I've kind of got to the point where... I only like Indian food in buffet settings. So, like, we have the lunch buffet at our Indian restaurant here at least once a month. But when we went there for dinner, it was like, you know, I don't want to pick one of these dishes to have. I kind of want a little bit of all of them. And I'm not still not sure which of them I like the best that I would want to eat a whole bunch of it. Yeah, you got to have that variety because it's all so damn yeah, good. The
1: place that we mostly eat Indian food now is a buffet and it's really good. It's always full of actual Indian people eating there, which I think is a good sign. Um.
0: I always wonder if the people who run the restaurant think that we're gross. Like I imagine that every time I load up my plate, it's enough food to feed a an Indian family of four for an entire day. Oh, like gr- like morally gross. Yeah, dude. Or just like like gluttonous and gross kind of it, the. Like, oh, my God, I know that you can take as much food as you want, but Christ, I can't believe how much food you're eating. The guy at mine always m- sort of
1: makes fun of me for not eating more because, I mean, I tend uh, to. See, go- that's the difference between yeah, us. Well, sure. But I mean, I go there during the week. And so I just have one plate of food because during the week, a meal is one plate of food. You know, Yeah, I have
0: one plate of food, but it's a pr- it's a groaning plate. Oh, you yeah. Know?
1: <laughs> yeah mine's, mine's a pretty modest plate, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. But the yeah the owner of the place like would regularly comment on how I should eat more, so hmm. and, and you know it was a buffet so it's like in it's not in his financial best interest so he must just be trying to make me fat, maybe he's trying to make me mm-hmm. fat so he will feel less bad about being a, you know kind of a kind of a chubby middle aged Indian guy.
0: There you go.
1: Um, Anyway, Two Short Planks continues. Thanks for the cocoa. I almost don't want to drink it. Uh, and I meant it about the socks. It gets down to four to five Celsius where I live in my house. And I, well, where I live in my house. Uh, and I find an extra pair or a quad of socks generally does more good than another jumper. Uh, keep up the good work and cheers. Boy, I, I would rather
0: have cold feet than wear thick socks,
1: I think. I don't know why I, like I, a, know why I feel that I like
0: way. a wool sock in the in the dead of the winter time i like wool socks for sure
1: yeah i tend to prefer to be barefoot at home i find walking around in socks to be gross hmm. so if i'm not wearing shoes i'm not wearing socks either um i have to pee pretty bad so do you think that this uh, say 75 minutes is enough of 120 minutes uh to make it a show
0: yeah, I think we can call it, and we can get ready to twitch in a little bit here. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention uh, about the New York Stay, because I know that he listens to the show. Uh, Data Vortex is fucking phenomenal human being. He uh, volunteered his apartment for us to stay there while we were visiting, and like he made us meals and went out of his way to find stuff that was cool for us to do, and... Yeah, just it went above and beyond any expectation that I had of hanging out. So he made the trip a whole lot better and possible. So thank you very, very much, Data Vortex.
1: That guy is a fucking delight. I, I think about him all the time because I'm using one of the uh, lava lamps that he sent me for ZapCon uh, just in the apartment here to ah. make it look all trippy when I get high.
0: Nice. Um
1: And I think, thanks, Larry. Thanks.
0: And thank you to all of you for listening. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. I'm Jake, and I'm already gone.